Tom Radke is the head football coach at St. James in Lenexa, Kansas. On November 27th of this year, they played in the Kansas 4A state championship. So That's you all right. have to kind of forgive me. I don't know much about football compared to the average person, um, but I've got a lot of questions. So, you know, I think maybe we'll just kind of take it from there and Tom will kind of help me out and kind of guide me through the whole thing. That's, that's great. Let's go. Um, uh, yeah, so we started off um, 0-4, and, um, and it, people, I've been asked a lot, how'd you turn it around? You know, starting off 0-4, and, and the simple answer to that is, I don't know. Um, but as I was thinking, I was driving down to Wichita for one of the, um, one of the things that happened when we won. We had one, uh, I got coach of the year. Um, so was, um, actually, this was when I was going to Emporia. But I was thinking on the way down there that we stick to our pillars, which is faith, toughness, brotherhood, and 212. And What's 212? So 212 degrees is when water boils. Okay. Um, so when water boils, it can produce steam, and steam can produce powerful engines. Powerful engines can move locomotives that can – you know, take down mountains, right? And so we always want to play and like live our lives at the 212 degree level. Not 211, that's just really hot, but that does nothing. 212 can produce something special. Boiling point. Boiling point. So um, it was funny, one of the math teachers says, why 212 degrees? Why, is, why are you talking about an obtuse triangle? I'm like, er, 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 <laughs> obtuse angle, I'm like, not. Nah, it's 212 <laughs> degrees, like Fahrenheit. Oh, okay. So... Um, and then I explained it. So that's, and our guys know what, that's kind of one of our culture things. It's on the top, it's on the front of our helmets. It's a book. It's a small little book, 212 okay. degrees. Um, it's, it, is, it's, it, it helped me a lot when I was early on coaching, just kind of look for a buzz, you know, like a buzzword. And it's one of those things that stuck. Well, I kind of like it because I think about that whole regression to the mean thing that happens in sports. And what I mean by that is like, let's say a great team is playing a bad team, you know, that's, uh, I don't know, they're two and eight or something. The great team seems like they just don't play at the top level yep. that they should play at. And that's what's frustrating because, like, one of the games this year, we underperformed. We still won the game, but we underperformed in the playoffs, and it was one of those that, guys, we didn't play the 212-degree level. A brief interruption. Part of the audio file was lost or corrupted. This is entirely my fault. It was only about a minute of the conversation. And now, to resume the podcast, here we go. Somebody said, "What? Who was St. James Academy? What is St. James Academy?" And I was like, "I don't. I, we hit hard and we play fast." And he goes, "But what are the pillars? It's like, who are we?" Mm. And I was like, "Uh oh." You know, I kind of had it in my mind, but I hadn't ever put it. Hadn't articulated. No. It. And so then I just sat down. I was like, "These are the things that I just wrote down a bunch of words and what I thought my football team is, and what I wanted them people to think about it." And, and that's what we came up with. Faith. We always talk about keep the main thing the main thing. Okay. And you got to keep God first and Jesus first at all times. Otherwise, you're not gonna you're not gonna be who we are at St. James. Not the, we got to stay with the mission. Right? Okay. So faith is a big pillar. The two twelve boiling point is a big pillar. Yep. Then I think you said toughness and brotherhood. Yep. Yeah. So to to have a strong faith, that's that's tough. It's hard, right? So there's it, you know it's, you're gonna have uh, obstacles in your life. So you got to be tough minded, physically tough, mentally tough spiritually, all of it goes in there. So to be a good, faithful person, that's hard work. And I think so. And you can't do it alone, so you need brotherhood. 
Well, I, yeah, because, uh, okay, I've, I've had some experience hearing about college athletes, uh, of course, all my life, but especially recently because I have a niece who's in college and she's about 20. And so she'll tell me about the basketball team and she'll tell me about the football team. And it just really strikes me that a lot of athletes are there, I don't know, for the hedonistic aspect of the whole thing. You know, maybe they're there on a scholarship that goes from zero to $4,000, mm-hmm. which that's kind of different than the mindset of the athlete who's there on a $15,000 scholarship mm-hmm. like like they just kind of know um this is a big party for me I'm I'm here for the beer you know yeah. I'm just here for the you know just uh I don't think they put it all out right. there and, and that's again this is what I think we, we stuck we oh and four right people are talking like we we won la- state last year so we're oh and four things aren't looking good you know the kids in the in the building are talking people are saying hey what's wrong with the football team I'm like well we have five people who had had any varsity experience. Okay. In the end, I, after we lost to Aquinas, I asked the guys, how many in this locker room have any real varsity experience? And five guys raised their hand. Okay. Five. Wow. We only had eight seniors. Wow. And so only five guys had any varsity experience. And I was like, okay, we're going to struggle for a little bit because you look at our schedule and it's tough. So we'll get to that a little bit later too. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's like, so we just had to stick to who we were. And we kept okay. saying, this is who we are. We're St. James Academy, and this is how we play. We play fast, we play physical, um, and we have some fun doing it. When you say physical, you rough up the other guys? Correct. We're okay. going to try to out-hit them. We're okay. going to do a clean. We're always going to knock them down, okay. and we're going to help them back up and tell them Jesus loves you. We'll be back. <laughs> so is the idea behind that, okay, maybe you don't have to take a hit because nobody wants to do the punishment on their body, but we're going to take the hits. We're going to take it to them. Because yeah. it, 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 if, we're going to give it to if, them. If you ever played football, yeah, 100%. It, whoever hits the other guy hardest wins that is going to feel it less than the other person. Well, is there also just the feeling that, hey, if we just hit them and hit them and hit them, say, in the first, second, third quarter, they're going to be exhausted in that yep. fourth quarter? Because I, I guess I do know enough about sports to know oftentimes it's a game of attrition. Mm-hmm. So whoever gets worn down, because, you know, a game seems like it could be very close for the first three quarters, and then suddenly everything just busts loose in the fourth quarter, and, you know, you, you have the ability to run up the score, basically. Yeah, and that's what really happened in the state game also. Um, so that, yeah, that they were hitting us early and like, okay, they, we told them in the beginning uh, of the week that nobody can play four quarters of physical football with us. Okay. Um, and when we started winning, right. So no one can handle four quarters of physical football with us. And it came, it was true. Um, that guys kept saying after the game, coach, you're right. You're right. I was like, I'm always right. Just, <laughs> just kidding. But that was one of those, like watching the film, like we didn't have anybody going both ways in the state championship game. They okay. had eight guys going both ways. And it was like, there's no way that they can play four quarters of physical football, the way we play football. And they came out hard and came after us, you know, and we didn't come out very uh, as our true selves. We didn't come out 212-degree level in the first two quarters okay. um, because our state championship game was the Miege game, right? Right. That's in the kids' minds, right? And I was like, guys, these guys can come after you, watch the film, they can hit, they, they play hard. And we didn't respond quickly enough. We're down 14 nothing in, in the first quarter. Hey. Yeah. Did you just feel doomed at that point, or did you think, no, if we just turn it up to 212 degrees, we're going to be okay? Yeah, not at all. I honestly, during that game, had no um, doubt that we were going to win that game. Really? Yeah, I stayed calm that, that whole time. Because I'm watching, I was like, we were making mistakes, right? They okay. were hitting us, and we were making mistakes. I always say, when you know the ball doesn't bounce your way in a game, you're not going to win it. Mm-hmm. I've been a part of many games. You know, the, the Aquinas game week one, we forced them to fumble five times okay. and got zero of them. Okay. So I'm looking at Josh. He's like, we're not winning this game. Our offense coordinator. I was like, we're not winning. He's like, we got, and I was like, 
We've had four fumbles in the first half and got zero of them. We're not winning this game. Ball's not mm -hmm. bouncing our way. Okay. State championship game that we fumbled at one point and the ball came right back to us. I'm like, okay, it wasn't. We were just making mistakes and we can correct those mistakes and um, and, and everything like that. So even in the locker room, we got we tied it up at halftime, 14-14, and okay. we came out and, and scored right away and played a lot, a lot better. And people say, oh, did you rip them up at halftime? I'm like, no. And yeah, what do you do? He said, what'd you say? I was like. Nothing. Stop making mistakes. Play harder. <laughs> and they kind of looked at me and was like, that's it? And I was like, that's it. Go play our brand of football. We're going to score more points. Defense is going to light up. You, you, you got it. We got the feeling going now. And then again, we made a couple more mistakes. Then Chave, our running back, got hurt. Okay. Um, but we overcame that um, and got it done in the end. But I didn't have to yell and scream at him. At this point, they don't need that. You know? Well, I want to ask about that. My dad coached baseball and had back-to-back -back state tournaments uh, where they won in 2000 and 2001. And uh, I, I just kind of noticed from observing him as a coach that uh, when he had a really, really good team, he just said less and less and less all the time. And uh, just, uh, you know, as, as a coach, he was unpredictable because he was always honest. So, <laughs> you, just, you know, with an honest person, you never quite know what they're going to say mm -hmm. because... Um, you know, situations are different, but I just noticed, gosh, you know, like he didn't yell at anybody. He didn't raise his voice, nothing like that with the really, really good teams. Yeah. hundred percent. And, you know, early on the season, I had to raise my voice a little bit just okay. to give them attention because it's like this, the, playing in the EKL, the league we play in, um, it's one of the best in, in the state of Kansas and in the Kansas city area. It's, it's tough top to bottom every week. You better strap it on. And, you know, knowing this group didn't have much experience, I had to raise the level of intensity at practice. Mm. Um, and the captain's like, guys, we got we got to crank this up. And, and Ty Claiborne, one of our captains and super stud receiver, uh, he really took it on himself to say, this is how we're going to practice. And he started a couple scuffles with the defense and started talking to them a little bit, talking smack. Um, and raised our level of expectation and practice. Wade Spencer, um, a junior who just absolutely loves every aspect of football. Aiden Genitello, Holden Arts, those guys, and, and Josh Bickemeyer, our captains really took it upon themselves. So like, we're going to crank the practice level up. And I got loud um, okay. and with them, and our coaches got loud because we have to crank. This is how the game situation, it's loud and crazy. So we're going to make mm. this whole week of practice loud and crazy. So when you get to Friday night, it's nothing. It sounds calm. Yes, and that's how we have always we've been practiced lately. Last year we did, and how we've been building this thing up. But they didn't know how to practice yet because there were a bunch of JV guys last year, sophomores, okay. and all these sophomores are now playing varsity as juniors. And so they didn't understand how to practice, how the lights would look, and the physicality of the EKL. Um, and once they got that figured out, we raised our level of practice intensity. We had more guys hurt in practice than we did in the game. What? In the games this year, which is not good, obviously, but it was a lot of those are fluke things. But again, we're going to practice a certain way, um, loud and, and hard. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know we have to take we can't practice hard both back to back days, but you know we're going to tackle some dummies like crazy on Tuesdays, Got right? It. When the JV can't uh, go because they they just had a game on Monday. So there's lots of it's not necessarily the how much we're hitting, uh -huh. it's the level of the intensity that we're doing it. Okay, so we're running so to drills, and every drill we're running. It's, it, we're going. So instead of doing, I don't know, like 10 hits super hard, really, you just need to do, I don't know, maybe two or three mm -hmm. super hard. Yeah. And, and again, know, but, it's, but give it your all. Like if you're not, I don't know, like knocking the thing over or falling down yourself, then maybe you didn't hit it hard enough. Correct. Yeah. And so, you know, we're hitting dummies and, and driving through stuff. And it's really on defense, like how fast are you running to the ball? Okay. Because if you're running fast to the ball and then can break down and make a tackle, 
you're going to have a good defense. Okay. So we really focus on everybody get to that ball. All 11, you get to that ball. And it's a, it's coach speak, right? But you have to coach it. Yeah. And they have to see it. And the kids have to realize what that looks like and feels like. But again, one of the other aspects I love about our practice is we don't stop. Okay. Like we take water breaks as you're going to the next drill. Got you know, it. during the heat and stuff, we'd have to take breaks. But then we don't, our managers are there. We have managers at each one of our position groups. So we don't stop. Like our receivers, we run like four to six sprints at the end of practice because we've already run a thousand routes during a practice. Do, do you think teams that go to the state championship and win are just basically out practicing everybody else? Or is there something else that, that is going on or what? There, that is the large part. You got to have some good, you got to talented kids one, yeah. right? And you got to have a coaching staff who can, in our league, you have to have a coaching staff that can um, figure out the nuances of how to set plays up and, and, and mess with their offense, with your defensive okay. schemes. Um, but again, the way you practice is absolutely huge because you're going to practice like you play. You're going to play like you practice. Right. I've said that a billion times in my 20 plus years of coaching. Um, but that is, it's, it's huge. And, and that guys were not practicing hard enough. They weren't practicing how they should be playing in those first four games. No, in those first four weeks. And we thought they were right. But okay. then it's like, Oh wait, they're not, they're not going at the speed that needs to happen because they didn't know. Right. Okay. And then they played those four games against Three of the four games that we played early on were against semifinal teams. Okay. So. So they were already you're you're playing very tough teams. Very tough teams, you know, and we expect to win those games, no question, right? We expect to beat Aquinas. We we expect to beat Blue Valley. We beat Blue Valley. We beat all the EKL teams so far, except for Aquinas right now. We've beaten Mill Valley before. Okay. They've won state like six times at this point. So nobody scares us when walking into a game. We okay. just have to perform how we can perform. Right. And early on, we didn't. Do you ever feel like either you're getting into the other coach's head or he's getting into your head? Oh yeah, a thousand yeah, oh yeah, a thousand percent. <laughs> it, it's fun when you when you're, you're sitting there watching the game and that you're calling the defense and I'm watching our defense corner do his thing right there. I'm like, uh oh, you know they might have us on this this, and then we guess a certain thing they're going to do and they don't do that. It's like, oh okay, we have to refocus and things like that. But then you sit there and watch Joshi, um, our offense coordinator, mess with teams. It's funny. His motto now, we went to this air raid system, in, in a passing system, okay. and, and he just goes, throw it to the open guy. Hmm. How silly is that? But that's the motto of it's just throw it to the open guy because you know as you're looking at the, the defense out there, like yeah. this is where the spots they're supposed to go. Okay. Right? And so if we already kind of know where they're supposed to go, right. our guys know the open windows that they're going to be at. And so to sit there and watch Joshi stretch the field sideline to sideline and vertically – the, the defenses are screwed. Okay. And in the end, we had so many people not knowing. And then we have we have two really, really good receivers. All four receivers are good, but two of them were like all state. And they John Nissan on the outside was having just amazing start to the season. You know, first eight games, he was untouchable. And they doubled up Ty Claiborne because he had an unbelievable season last year. Oh, okay. And then the Miami Which game. Which freed up the other man. Right. And so John had a big – and then they had to try to play a straight up and you can't play Ty Claiborne straight up. You have to double him. And so when they played Ty straight up, and then he went off and had an okay. amazing postseason. Because the minute they left him alone, he's going to catch the ball, basically. Yeah, you and can't guard Ty. In high, no high school kid can guard him one-on-one -on -one for the full game. Okay. Um, because he's just he, he's so smart and talented, and he has great hands. Um, he can just always get open. He okay. just sets things up really well. Now, another thing I've always kind of wondered about with football athletes is, is, well, they lift weights like 11 months out of the year, and I imagine they go out there and do sprints and things like that. 
Um, so is that what he's doing? Is that what all these guys are doing? Oh, yeah. So we gave him a week off. Okay. And now we're back in the weight room starting this past Monday. So, um, you know, we'll be in there four days a week pretty much the rest of the – until the season starts. They have a week off over Christmas break. They have a week off in the summer. Um, but that's that's really about it. We're going to be training all the way through. And so – and Ty is one of those guys and that has, is in there working all – he's always trying to find – something more to do to make himself better to where I had to tell him to back off a little bit because his mm. knees were bugging him. So sometimes like, you have to what's back. What's he do, overdo it? Yeah, just overdoing it. And you're worried about him getting injured or yeah, exhausted? So, yeah, and his knees were, were uh, pretty sore because they just needed a break. And he, okay. does, he does basketball, he does track, and does some other speed training and things like that. Jeez. And I tried to tell him, I was like, your body needs rest because you, you know you've been working right. out you've done right, lots right. of yeah, exercises I, and weight room and marathons and all that it. stuff right yeah so you have to know when to rest yes. and we've both broken our bodies down because right. we didn't listen to it and we didn't take the time to rest and you know we in the weight room we see guys will work out hard in the morning and you see them in, back in there in the afternoon like guys what are you doing i'm getting some extra and it's like if i thought you should be doing more right i would be doing more Right. Right. And so for you as a high schooler who don't know the whole how the whole system works, your body works yet, you're gonna overdo it and get yourself injured. Yeah. And so we've seen that many times and I get very frustrated by that. How do you stay current on exercise science and things like that? Because you know, when I first got into P90X, a big idea behind P9X is hey, this is revolutionary. Like this is not the nineteen sixties or whatever where, you know, you learn from your coach, you learn from his coach, you learn <laughs> from his coach, and there's no updates, there's no upgrades, there's nothing like that. Right. I think like in the last 15, 20 years, there was, of course, all the P90X programs, but then there was CrossFit, yep. you know, that takes advantage of, I mean, CrossFit has those 10 CrossFit skills, mm-hmm. and, and they try to maximize all of these things, and there are things like speed, strength, agility, endurance, flexibility, balance, coordination, you get the idea. Yep. I mean, they basically want to emphasize everything. Yep. Um, how do you how do you stay current? That's a great question. Like back when I first started, was Husker Power was okay. the big thing when in Nebraska was coming out, and Boyd Epley was doing all his really good stuff. And so you had all that those aspects, and people would use that. And it was a great system, but it, it, it didn't have enough of the speed stuff in there, okay. and it was really focused on on uh, building right. And right. he had some good like power maybe stuff. Maybe brute and strength, yeah. But is this kid flexible or is he fast? Right, hundred percent. And his was it was really good stuff, pretty really comprehensive. Um, but there's been so much more stuff that's been evolving. You know, we're still going to do the the main um, core lifts. We're still going to do squats and uh-huh. but a lot more front squats because that's more beneficial okay. in my opinion. Um, and studies anyway and then we do bench but a lot of more dumbbell bench and because again right. how many more how many times in a football game are you pushing exactly that you're not you're going to be using one With hand same, more than the other yeah, one hand gets more emphasis than the other plus also too i guess if you're using dumbbells um it's it's like free weights versus machine weights yeah. the machine weight just controls too much of what you're doing yep. and it's really kind of an unnatural motion yeah and you're not using place. your core enough with the machines that's the biggest thing you, you you have to use your core all the time and so we got we don't use we don't use machines ever unless somebody's injured you know we're gonna do hand cleans like hand cleans is still by far i believe the best lift for any athlete okay. you know and it's flexibility it's power it's strength um have you thought about rope climbing because i have read and see i wish we had a rope here yeah. but i have read that rope climbing was how guys got really fit for literally a thousand years correct and then for some weird reason it seemed like we had 
banned in rope climbing, maybe in the late 50s. Well, people would fall off the ropes and, and then <laughs> have mats below it, and then they'd start swinging and fall off and hurt themselves. So okay. with all the lawsuits, they you don't have any more ropes. Okay. But, of course, the military, they still have the ropes. you got to climb up the walls and stuff like that. Yep. Of course, it's, you know, it's the symbol. How many pull-ups can you do? Push-ups, you know, sit-ups, you know, uh -huh. climbing a rope. All those different things we've done past still are true. Yeah. You know, so it, to get bigger, like brutes, like more muscles, those, those would get you in shape and you could do it over and you could climb it up and you're really good. Um, body weight mass would be great with all yeah. that. Right. And so the guys were all ripped back in the day. Yeah. Um, and now we're looking for a bulk and strength. We got 300 pound linemen, you know, 300 pound linebackers. That's like, what in the world is going on here? Running four fours. Like, Oh my goodness. Um, so like the hand clean, it's, it's huge. It's a huge lift. You know, we'll do some deadlift in there too, but only the upperclassmen get to do deadlift. We'll start working on that. A great, lift but very dangerous if you're okay. doing it incorrectly so we don't harp on that as much um but yeah so and it, to answer your question have i had some good strength guys come in and help us out they've gone on to um coach in, in, in at exos um and i've had some guys at, at arc that have helped us out and so i've got these guys that that we've worked with and revamped mm, things. And you I got came, some experts. No, I got some experts that I, that I go to. And, and again, there's always, and the guys will have someone, hey, coach, what do you think about this? I saw this online. And I'm like, okay, let me look at that. And what's it supposed to be working? Okay, we can, I love the auxiliary lifts. And more auxiliary lifts that you can change up for your body. Now, because in, in a game, any sport, you're going to be in a weird situation, right? Your body's going to, so we want to hit all those different aspects. So right. our body has felt that tension gotcha. before we're in a game. And so in a game, nothing breaks down like ACLs and MCLs and stuff like that. Shoulders has been a big thing that we've focused on uh, okay. recently. So, well, okay. So you guys win the state championship. A huge chunk of that is conditioning and practicing and things like that. Sometimes I just think, well, how come all the other coaches aren't doing this or what? Maybe they're doing a lot of it, but maybe they're not doing all of it. What is going on with the other coaches? Well, there are a lot of, especially in the ECAL, a lot of them are doing it, right? Okay. Um, we have a strength condition coordinator. We've had one. I've done it uh, when I first got here, and then we've um, I got to be doing too much around the building, so we've hired some of these people to do it. Um, and, and they're the experts, right? Yeah. So I'm the expert at football, right? Okay. Um, yeah. And they're the expert in there, and I just help them out and because I've been around long enough to see – Lots of different things. It's all bring some ideas, and they have great ideas. And so, like I think we've had four in the last ten years. And so you get all those different ideas, mm, and you yeah. can put them in the system. That like Coach Joshi was here when I got here, and so we've come up with the speed and agility um, system that we've liked. And then we found, and then somebody else put a whole document together that has like all oh, this is all the stuff oh, we've been okay. doing. Oh, they got a, a period. Um, the periodization down is correct. Like, oh, this is way better than what, well, not way better because we were doing good stuff, but right, right. they broke it down better. And they're like, that's great. And then there was a few more things we caught, you know, so it's just been fun. Because I've coached track for 20 years also, yeah. right? And so okay. the speed stuff, but it's funny because I've coached Joshi for so long uh, in high school and then coached him up when he first started to be a coach here. And now he's just doing this, all this awesome, crazy stuff. Okay. Um, and then coach Pekarik, one of our new coaches this year came in and said, guys, you guys are doing way more than what I've ever seen, you know, and it's because we love it. We want yeah. the best for our guys and it, it takes time, right? You have to commit to it. And we're up here every day in the summer, right? Four days yeah. a week, actually every day in the summer, uh, working the guys out, trying to find a new way. If the guys want to stay late after school, we'll try to find some time um, to do that. But, Again, we got that in our track coach. He's out there running with guys. And so if they want to get some speed work in, he's out there every day in the winter. So, um, again, you know, St. James is a special place. We're all working together for the common goal. And now with Christian Buckner working our weight room right now, he's such a lovable guy. 
I've been trying to get more girls in the weight room as okay. a system and things like that. So um, now we've had a strength. He's been here for three years, and so okay. they're starting to trust him. And but he's he, like I say, he's a level guy, but he knows so much, and he's mm-hmm. kind of soft spoken. Like the, the guys in the weight room can freak out some people, and he. Well, he'd be good for, well, I'm going to stereotype a little bit. He'd be good for girls. Yeah. So, again, they, they pull him in. And so our girls want to work, too. And he'll work them, but he does it in his, his demeanor so calm. And he's just teaching nice and calm. And it's, yeah. it's And then, but when we're lifting, they're lifting hard. So it's been it's just been great because we've got lacrosse in there. We've got uh, basketball was working with them earlier. Um, we've got softball in there. Soccer is going to be coming. Okay. So we got our girls' sports joining. And so, again, once people see results in what other schools have been doing, and we've gotten that going here okay. now. So again, we're just doing it consistently is the main thing. We're, yeah. The the guys know four days a week we're doing it, and it's a system that has shown well, results. Yeah, I, I feel like consistency is really important to working out and things like that. And it it sounds like you're upgrading as much as you can, and maybe other programs are just simply not as consistent, or maybe they are uh, not upgrading. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know. You know another aspect of this that I would just love to tease out is what about the nutrition aspect of this for athletes? Uh, just I, I've just seen certain sports where it's like all they eat is garbage. Yeah, 100%. And, and we talk about you can only gain uh, a pound of muscle a day. Okay. You know, and so we talk about how do you gain muscle? And we talk about that. It's funny because we'll talk about it uh, twice a week through the rest of December. Okay. And then all of January, we talk about it twice a week. And this gets repetitive. You know, okay. they have to hear these things that you got to put the protein in there. Right. You got to have enough carbs, right? You know, the macros. Yeah. And my, you have to have all enough that. of those things. It's got to be like scientific. Yeah. As and we talk as we about can it. Make it. Yep. You know, and it, it's it's expensive. And that the proteins, like what protein powders you're taking? We, we want to know which one you're taking because, the, well, that's just trash. That's just, that's half of that's just nothing that's going to be right. benefit your body. And like, which one should I take? And it's like, this well, one you, that's more expensive. Yeah. It, well, look at our look at the Google Classroom that has the weight room stuff on there. It's like this is all the stuff you're supposed to be doing. Okay. You know, so we've documented it. We have it out there. So if you want to take the time to read it and look at it, this is going to and sleep right. Yep. We do look. We do the problem. We lift at six thirty in the morning. Football okay. guys six thirty in the morning, all the time because that's the time no one else wants to work out. And so okay. we took it. We, we're okay. going to work. Um, but we have to talk about you have to go to sleep at this point in the night all in the order time to so. make it work. To make right. and you know a lot of that's going to be the honor system, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they're at home and I don't know, they get on their phone with their girlfriend or whatever, and they do that until you guys know, aren't allowed to have. Them. They're not allowed to have girlfriends during the season. <laughs> <laughs> Girls, who are they? That's right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and we say, why well, am I not making any gains? Okay. And then we'll talk about how much sleep you get in the night, mm-hmm. uh, like six or seven. Do they actually no. come to you and say, Coach, I'm not making any gains? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I can see it, too, because if we're supposed to be moving up, you know, and it's like, why are you at the same weight? Because we'll periodically just do a test in, quick test in. Like, we're going to put this weight. This is what you. This is what your max was. Okay. Okay? And when you came in, and we should be progressing more, let's see how many we can wrap that out at this point. Okay. And there's no gains. It's like, okay, yeah. how much sleep are you getting? What are you eating? Right? Water. So, right? Yeah. How much Maybe water are you stretching. taking? Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's one of the biggest things we have done. Lift till failure. Y- yep. Right. Muscle confusion, See? which means switch up the exercises. Yep. You know, like, oh, you've been doing, I don't know, this particular grouping of exercises for the last month and you're plateauing. Well, mm-hmm. muscle confusion, you got to switch it up. Yeah. And so with that, we could talk more and more about this, but we will never do an auxiliary lift for more than two weeks in a row. Okay. And then you move on. Okay. And then you can come back to it a month later, but... Again, muscle confusion is huge. And then, okay. like, if we're progressing with our hand cleans and squats and uh, things like that, like with the chart, 
and then we're going to throw that in the chaos and let's go three sets of 10 okay. at 50%. And the guy's like, oh, this is so hard. Yeah. Yes, we're, we're going to confuse things here. So, <laughs> Well, um, let's get back to the regular season then, unless there's anything that we missed in terms of the whole conditioning aspect. Well, well one last thing is that we do so much stretching. Um, okay. And so we do the hip glute exercise that we've come up with a program that I learned from Coach Baxter at Piper um, and added to that almost every year with Baumhoff being the super genius and Joshi just learning more. It's just fun to learn stuff. It's like, yeah. oh, this is going to make our athletes just a tad better. And we do hurdle mobility, so this whole system there. And then we do flexible fitness okay. because we, we, don't, we don't call it yoga here. And like, we actually call it yoga, Joshi yeah, yoga. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. We call it flexible fitness. Uh, it's just a stretch routine right. with the downward dogs and all those different all aspects. Stuff. And yeah. so we'll do that now once a week all the time, even during the season. So I think that's so good because, well, I just know from my own experience, I ran 51 marathons. Mm. And I didn't really buy into stretching until maybe about the 10th marathon or so. Ow. Like, you know, people would say, oh, stretching is important. And so I'd, I'd put like about a minute a day into stretching, something like that. And, of course, running makes you very stiff, mm -hmm. you know. So, like, I have no idea how I managed to do 51. But somewhere around <laughs> marathon number 24, uh, somebody introduced me to P90X. Yeah. And so then I did P90X. And, you know, there was two days, well, every day, featured five to ten minutes of stretching. Mm -hmm. But twice a week, you know, there was like a 90-minute stretch session. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the guy running the program said people look at me and say, hey, you're ripped from head to toe. Must be because of all those pull-ups. And he says, no, it's because of the stretching. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, he loved pull-ups. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> you know? 100%. So, I mean, I, I, I feel like it saved my body. Yeah. I, every runner I knew was broken down, injured, had something wrong with them. Here I did 500 half marathons, and I feel fine. <laughs> right. And, and this is the other part of that. We do something called the best stretch ever. I learned it from my chiropractor um, who kind of taught me. My sister was a, a, like a, a yoga instructor also. So I took a lot of those aspects and just made it, I just called it the best stretch ever because it saved my back. I had back surgery, longer story. Right. But, you know, so it saved me from, from having any other issues. And I can lift, I can do squats, and I can do hand cleans now again. Um, because of I've taken care of my body through the so again we have four different things we live four days a week right okay and so we do one of those every single time that's going to help our hips and our core and the best stretch ever is a lot to do with back hip and, and core and so. it's called flexible fitness that's that's the that's the the yoga part okay but the best the stretch part. ever is a, is is similar to that but it's really focused on the core okay okay let's get back to the regular let's season let's go then. let's talk football yeah. Uh, yeah, so again, starting on four, and then with all those really good teams, um, it, it, we had to change some things up. We practiced harder, and then we ended up playing St. Pius X. Okay. Um, when my former, I, I was my first teaching job was at was at St. Pius, and so going back home uh, was kind of fun. And people would count us out. They were undefeated. They were five and zero at the time. We're zero and four. And you beat them. And we beat them. Beat them soundly. Okay. Um, they're a little smaller than us. Um, and we kept saying, this is not an EKL team. No disrespect to St. Pius, but it's not an EKL team. It's not Blue Valley. It's not Aquinas. It's not Blue Valley West. Um, it's not Blue Valley Northwest who end up winning in 6A, right? Okay. It, they're not to that caliber yet. And so we went in there and said, guys, we're going to go play St. James football. We watched the highlight film from last year over and over and over that week. Okay. Like, this is how you play football. This is how you, And so that's what we kept talking about. You know, and I wanted to beat them real bad. Uh, I wanted to beat St. Pius really, really bad. Um, and so... We geared up for that week. It was on TV. It was in Metro Sports. And I said, we're not going to embarrass the legacy of St. James. We're not going to embarrass the 2020 state champions. We're going to go after and play our brand of football. And that's kind of the, 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 the speeches in a nutshell. And our boys came out and just 
smacked him around. Um, mm-hmm. Wade Spencer just went off. He was one of the guys, like I said, that had. A, it was like, this is how we're going to do it. Jackson House had figured out, a quarterback figured out all the nuances, and the speed of the EKL is crazy. And he goes, Coach, everything's a lot, it's not as fast during this game. And I'm okay. like, okay, here we go. He had an amazing game, um, and we spread the ball around. Chave Watts was having a really good season, but up front, we kind of had the group we knew we were going to have. And on that defense, we moved Aiden Genitello, the linebacker, okay. which kind of changed things around because he can tackle and fly around. And so those small little tweaks, and we beat him. We beat him up really good in the first half. And that I was like, this is how we play football. In the second half, we kind of messed around, but we ended up winning the game. Okay. Um, yeah, and what that, was the score at halftime? Uh, I think it was 30 Two to seven. Thirty-two to 30, seven. Thirty-one to seven. Oh, holy cow! And so then I bet that whole regression to the main thing kind of took over second quarter or half, where we're just like, look, we got these guys by twenty-five points. Yep. Let's just relax. Yeah, and so we were, we're hoping to get some other younger guys in there, but then they started coming back and controlling the ball, and or we didn't have the same intensity on defense. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to have, and yeah. you can only play defense a certain way with your hair on fire and getting like going crazy. <laughs> and that's the only way to play defense. And if you're not gonna, if you're not doing that. People are going to move the ball on you. Right. So, um, and so we let up a little bit, and then we finally got it done. And um, But it was just a good celebration of, like, the hard work. Because like, yeah. we expected to come into Bidaquan this week one and continue on in the state championship. Because we had, we actually thought we had more athletes this year than we did last year. But last year's group is such a the cohesive well, group. Well, plus they're older. Yeah, they're all seniors, right? Yeah. Last year we started a bunch of seniors, and this year – yeah, we're you know we started seven of did, the eight. Did you so. feel like because uh, you said you felt like you should have won maybe some of those first four games? Oh, did yeah. you just feel like, gosh, what the hell is going on? Comedy of errors or just I mean you know? Yeah, we kept seeing the coaches like we're gonna put these people here. I said, like, guys, no, we're fine. We've got guys here. We just have to coach them up. And uh-huh. like, no, we got to move this. Like, we don't have we have guys, and but we have to coach them up. But co- I was like. We're fine. And I just kept telling their, their players, it's like, you have to trust us. We know what we're doing. We're going to be fine. We're beating ourselves. None of those four teams beat us. Okay. We beat ourselves. Gosh. We've, we had three pick sixes or a fumble six in every one of the first four games. And it's like, we're beating ourselves. Okay. And we were, we were in every single game until the fourth quarter, like you said, yeah. right? And, and these young guys were getting beat up, and we weren't, they weren't used to that speed and the physicality. And so then when it switched. Okay. You know, they made that mind switch, um, and I and I, I told them after the season, I said, guys, thank you for trusting us. I've told them anybody I can tell. I said, this group trusted the coaches. You know, they the parents can be dogging on us, the, the their peers can be dogging on us, um, but they listen to us, and that's huge. If you can, you know, the buy and the captains, right? The captains and the coaches were on the same page. I said, guys, don't listen to anybody. We're good in this locker room. We're going to get better, and it, you could see it. We got beat by Blue Valley Northwest. Shoot on it was they beat us by like thirty, whatever it was. Okay. But there was progress. Yeah. Right. You could see but but we got no. We we hung in there a long time. Now we just had we have a good first quarter, a bad third, or a good whole first we had really good halves against all those first four games, and then either third quarter or fourth quarter just fell apart. So oh. and we were we could see it. Okay. And the kids, they could see it also because they trusted what we were saying. They could see the mistakes we were making and okay. beating ourselves. Big difference. We never got out physical to any of those games. Okay. It was just our mental. mistakes. It was mental errors. Yeah. Got it. Got yep. it. My dad always used to say, you know, you always can forgive an athlete for physical errors because anybody can drop a ball. Yep. You know, that's that's just your fingers turned to bricks or whatever. But it's the mental errors that just drove him crazy yeah. all the time. Yeah. Same here, I guess. Same thing. You know, and then when Jackson was figuring out where the guys were going to be open, right, and that was a big thing. We weren't turning the ball over. And then our defense started creating turnovers, right? Mm-hmm. It's a turnover game, right? We had the most turnovers 
Our defense caused the most turnovers any season that I've been a head coach here. Oh. So it was a record of 31 compared to 28, and you know below that it's like 20. So it was a, but we got after people, right? Okay. And Holden Archer had four picks in one game in a, in a playoff game. Okay. You know, so they kind of came a, a very cohesive group. Coach Denton and the, and the coaches over there just did a great job of just like, okay, this is who we are, and we, we were kind of messing with the forefront, three front, different coverages, and we just kind of said. You know, we're, we're forefront team. We're gonna go with the four two five. Okay. Let other guys figure it out and just playing it. And we said like, oh, maybe we do this. And I'm like, coach, just just let other guys go play football. Okay, but if you no 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 no, just stay in our base here, slam and do some things here, and then like go. And then the guys knew what to do. Then you could start messing with where to put guys a little bit because everybody trusted where they're gonna be at. Mm. Just because if you have with a young group with so much, we're trying to find different ways to move them different spots. But I was like. Let's just let them play. Got it. This is who we are, and let's. And when we did that, it was like, okay, this is this is going to be fun. And then they could they knew where to go, where the people, and they do a great job of watching film and knowing the, the plays. And they learn. Um, they, learn they learn, right? And yeah. so again, you didn't have we didn't have many injuries, right? You can't be successful. You can't win a state championship with a bunch of injuries. No, you take all your best athletes away. And then you're going with your backups. I always say, and it's another coach speak, you're, you're only as good as your backups. Yep. So we got to work those guys in early. That's why we play JV games. Mm. And, you know, we had some guys get banged up. You know, the people stepped up. But, you know, that was a big success for our season also. But, again, that comes back to the weight room, yeah. the stretching, yeah. you know, and the nutrition and all yeah. those aspects. and you All know, those things that keep you from getting injured. Correct. You know, that must be true in multiple sports because when I was running marathons, my number one rule for myself was don't get injured. Mm-hmm. And then when I did get injured, which was twice out of like 51 marathons, uh, my whole thing was uh, treat it aggressively. You know, like somebody would say, well, you mm-hmm. should rest. But then you talk to the next guy and they say, no, there's actually like four or five things you can do. Like the whole rice thing, rest, mm-hmm. ice, compression, elevation, etc. And then, you know, maybe there's two more things beyond that. I was like, well, let's just hit it with everything. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, you know, STEM, like, everything. Yeah. Yep. Anybody who came in with one solution, I was like, it was nice talking to you. You're a good guy. <laughs> Thank you for your one solution. Yes. I, I would just keep talking to people until I found two, three, four, five solutions. Yep. And yeah, it's kind of what we're trying to do, again, trying to keep the guys in the field. And Josh Adams, again, our trainer, is an amazing, amazing guy. He's worked for T-Bones for years. He, he can spot things. And it's like... Subtle things. Subtle things. Like, he needs to take a day off. You know, wow. I don't... He... I don't... He tells me who can practice. Okay. He tells me who can go in and out of games. And you, and you honor the fact that he says, oh, that guy needs to take a day off. Because at least the mentality in marathoning, and it sounds like it was the same in football, is, well, how do I go more? How do I go harder? Uh, you know, like instead of two hours of practice, well, maybe five hours of practice. Yep. Nope. You know? Right. <laughs> you know, instead of like getting like a lot of quality out of those two hours, let's just keep going, going, going. Yep. So we yeah. break the machine. No, yeah, and that's that's a good point because we don't we like practicing. It's it's quick. We're in and out. We're going hard, and okay. then we're out. And we go home. We're like, oh, we're done. Yes, we're done. Yeah. Watch the sunset and yeah. go home. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like a lift till failure in the weight room, where it's like sprint till failure. But you don't have to do a lot, right? If you do that, you just hit it very very hard. Uh, you hit that failure point. That's where all the growth occurs. And then you just take it from there. Right. So. And then, then you rest and you go at it again. Right. Okay. So, so you won that fifth game. <clears throat> yep. And then it, what happened? And then we played Blue Valley Southwest um, and we whooped up on them also. And things were, we felt good. We said, okay, we weren't, we weren't beating ourselves. We had a few mistakes in there, but those mistakes didn't hurt us because they, they weren't a playoff team. Right. Those mistakes in another playoff team is like, we're going to be in trouble. So we, we beat those guys. 
So now we're sitting at two and four, like, all right, feeling good. But then we got Blue Valley North coming mm, in. Okay. You know, they were in the, the state finals the year before. They got an all-state quarterback, all-state oh, receiver, geez. and they got an all-state defensive guy. And, like, they've got some talent. They've been really good recently. Um, you know, and we're like, let's just, let's just keep the – Get keep it going. Wade Spencer said, "Hey, coach, how many?" He's like, "Hey, let's just go two and zero, right? Let's go one. Let's go two and zero. Let's go three and zero." And Wade Spencer was like, "Hey, coach, how many wins we got to win the state title?" I was like, nine. He's like, "Let's go nine and zero." <laughs> and we did. By the way, right? We ended up nine and four. So, and that was the thing that he just said, "Let's go two and zero, coach. Let's go three and zero." And it became a thing. So, in the scouting report, it's like. That was one of the biggest things. Let's go 8-0. I love go how they just discount those first four games. It didn't happen. Because that's not who we are. Well, it's not who we are as a program. We're not as a culture. That wasn't anything who we are. But we had to learn, yep. right? It's the whole thing. We had to learn. Sometimes you have to learn through defeat, right? That's right. I hate that's that. Right. But well, sometimes you do. Right. You know? And so we had to figure out what we were capable of. And we got, again, you all talk about what makes it a successful team, right? Okay. I've had teams that were 1-9. and nine. I've had teams that were 500 that were great, right? Did you get the most uh, the, the su- successful season? Yeah, we won two state titles. But what's what makes a successful season? And it all comes down to, did you get the most out of that team? Mm. Period, end of story. Okay. So the one and nine team that I had when I was at Piper, we lost only one game by more than seven points. Okay. They just couldn't find – we didn't have a guy to get us over the edge. Right. It was a bunch of young guys, similar things. So, But I got the most out of that group possible. Okay, but – does the public see that? Do the parents or whoever see that? Because I, I love that standard personally because right. you're saying, hey, just give it your all, mm-hmm. 212 degrees. Yep. I, I personally love that standard. Um, but does the public see that? Do, uh, they, do they give you any No, the pu- I that? don't really care as long as I know it, okay. as long as our players know it and our coaches know it, that we're getting everything out of them. And if my AD knows it, okay. if he can see, okay, then he's going to have my back talking to parents. The parents are never going to be happy. Okay. Right, but the, all of them, right? Right, right, right. You're never going to please it. My dad told me a long time ago, son, you, you, you got to know that you're going to disappoint somebody. Someone's going to disappoint you every single day. Yes. No matter what, it's going to be a parent or a kid. Someone, if you can't handle that, then don't coach. Right. Don't be in a public job. Go, go scoop ice cream like Bill Saban or Nick Saban said. Like, not everybody can be a leader. Not everybody can be a head football coach. Okay. If you can't handle it, go scoop ice cream. Yeah. You're in the public spotlight. Yeah. So, and yeah. so, you know, and so. I don't really care what um, the public thinks. If uh-huh. I know that I did the best job I could right. with the group there, and right. as long as they know and say, hey, that's all that matters. That that makes, makes a successful season. Did and, it take you a while to get there in your life? I mean, you're 41. You've been coaching. Are you 41? 47. Four, okay, and you've been coaching <laughs> for how long? Uh, so 20, well. 20 plus years. Yeah, since 98. So yeah. did you start off in, you know, 1998, 23 years ago as a 24-year-old with that attitude? Or did that just have to get stronger and stronger over time? Or uh, Well, of course it gets stronger and stronger. It, it, you become more, I'm mean, 30, I'm 31 when I was a head coach the first time, right? You're always going to question everything, right? Okay. You know, and you're going to think, oh, what's everybody thinking of me? Blah, blah, blah. You know, but my dad was a head coach for a long time, and you know, oh, Rick Byers. Helps. Yeah, Rick Byers was my mentor at Pius, and saw him, you know, struggles and successes, and how he handled it. What he did with so much grace, he way better than me. He could take a deep breath and, and be like, "It's okay." You know, I get a little more fired up than 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 he does. I'm more like my dad, I guess. Yeah, temperament. Um, yeah. So, um, it, so it's just if it, it, the way you handle those situations, and if you know that you have a uh, a good group that can work together. Okay. And so in your heart of hearts, did you, I, I always say, I said it's the many, the many guys, another coach speak here. 
if you can look yourself in the mirror uh-huh. after the game and say, I gave everything you've got, okay. I, gave, I gave this team everything I had, you can sleep well. Yeah. But if you can't, as a coach, if you can't look at yourself in the mirror every night and say, did I give this team everything I had? Yeah. And if you can't, then you got to get out of it or you got to switch. Yep. Right? Bet. And I'm going to try to outwork everybody, you know, and I'm going to try to out-motivate everybody. You know, so I was I actually wrote down this morning at Schools of Faith, and I was like, I'm not the most intellectual guy. I'm a motivator. Okay. So I'm not, I'm not going to be the person that's going to make the next whatever it is, right? Next rocket that's going to go to that's Mars. That's Elon Musk's job. Yeah, that's not I'm, not, I'm not that. I'm a motivator, right? Okay. So I can motivate somebody to, to build the coolest thing, right? right? That's, that's what I do. Okay. Um, and I can find ways to talk to people to get them to do um, what they don't think they can do. And you're smart enough to bring in all these experts to improve your program. Correct, right? I'm going to I'm gonna learn from everybody, and I'm going to say, how is it going to work for this kid? How is, wait, this kid doesn't act like that kid. i got to find a way to motivate him. You know, and so you got 104 guys on your football team, and I want everybody to know that I know you and what makes you tick. That's but cool. As freshmen, that's hard to do. I don't see them that much, but now they're coming in the weight room, so now I have to figure out what makes them tick. And it, you always work with the, the senior group. You have to totally invest in the seniors. Okay. You know, and then the, then the juniors and the sophomores and the freshmen, but, but you want to make sure that they all – I want to know how they tick because okay. in a game, in a practice, I want to be able to motivate that kid just like that. It's like, you're not having a good day. Why? Okay. Like, okay. you're not – you are not you don't look right. What happened? That's what I want to be able to do as a coach. Okay. Because, okay, I know you're not going to have your best day out here, but you're going to be out here where you not have your, might not have your best day. I don't know. If some kid says, I'm not having my best day because I flunked my math test, mm-hmm. what do you do with that? Okay. Then step – see those white lines right there? When you yeah. step across there, that doesn't matter. Okay. You take all that frustration, you go take it out there. But when you step across those white lines, it's football time. I've got a niece who plays volleyball. And uh, one day I just I just said to her, I realized uh, that, you know, she'll use anger quite frequently mm-hmm. on things. And I'll say, gosh, anger must be a really great motivator. <laughs> and she just smiled at me very brightly and goes, isn't it, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of times, first I'll give them a hug, right? Yeah. And say, You're, it's, it'll be all right. Now let's uh-huh. go take it out on somebody else out there. Okay. But, you know, I, I tell the guys I love them all the time because I do, because I, I have three daughters. Yep. And they say, oh, you want a boy? I'm like, no, I have 104 of them. Right, got plenty. They got to deal with every single day, right? Okay. Four days a week, all basically all the time. And I worry about them all the time, yeah. right? And so that's the thing. I'm, I'm worried about you know, what they're going to be doing in the future. What are they doing on weekends? I don't want anybody to come back, you know, if something tragic happened. You know, so I'm always worried about them. And, and you spend this much time with them, you know who they are and how they tick. And, you know, once you invest that much... You know, you want them to be well, as successful I, I as possible. Well, I like this. I just, I've, uh, I've heard and I just really appreciate that, uh, you know, a man actually kind of wants to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to be dangerous and mm-hmm. then you want to be able to channel it so that you're not a danger to society or mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, weak men are going to be far more dangerous than strong men. Mm-hmm. You know, strong men will be able to contain themselves and channel it appropriately and put it in football. Yep. So you flunked your math test. Okay, go hit that guy. Or go do CrossFit, right? right. Like CrossFit's been really good in that aspect because they can just take that energy out. You know, so that that's been that's been really good. Like the mental um, issues we've had have come to light a lot more recently. It's always been there, but they've come out. And again, we got ways to channel it. People are talking about ways to channel it. And I think that's one of the best things that it saved me. When I get really angry, when I was having a bad time, I just started doing push-ups. Yep. My dad always said, go run a section. Yep. Back in Iowa, you yeah. run, that's four miles, yeah, by the way, is. if you yeah. don't know. Yeah. Go run the, I'm bored. Go run the section. Well, can I take my bike? Sure. So I, my brother and I take our bikes and ride the section and right. throw rocks into the river. But, um, it, but I would just sit there and do push-ups. Yeah, that's good. And I would just, I'll just do as many push-ups as possible I until I get great. those done. Well, you mentioned the mental thing, and uh, my niece asked me to ask this, and I think this is a really, really good question. 
Um, let's just say an athlete gets injured and uh, they are out for, I don't know, it could be four weeks, but it could be a season, mm-hmm. something like that. And, you know, this is their identity. Like mm-hmm. their entire identity is wrapped up in their sport. They've got other things going on. Like, I don't know, maybe they do have good grades. Maybe they do have a side job. But yep. the thing is, the sport is the main thing for this person. And now it's off the table for somewhere between four weeks and a year. Right. How do you help an athlete in that condition? Because my niece was saying sometimes in these situations, people just look at the physical aspect. Right. You know, right. and that's all they look at. But I mean, just when you lose this core aspect of your identity, what do you do? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You said it, though, is that that's their main thing. It is their main what thing. What we harp on all the time, what is the, the main thing is the main thing. So we're always going to trust in his, his plan okay. right, and his goodness. Um, and that, they might not hear that, but that helps me get started with that conversation with those guys. Yeah. You know, in the, so let's say if somebody tears their ACL at the beginning of the season, right, and their right. identity has been um, ripped from them, they think. Correct. And, and it's our job to make sure that they know this is not who you are. You're not sports. You're not just football. Right. You're a child of God, and we love you because of this, this, and this, and this. Right. And I want you to show up every day to weights so I can check on you every single day. We'll do a whole bunch of upper body stuff. We've got lots of different things. You're going to help me out here, here, and here, and we're going to be a part of it, and I want you to talk smack on this person today. I'll help. I'll make them a coach with me, right? Okay. I need you to go tell them this okay. from me, you know, or from your standpoint. You, in and so you have to invest them. But again, I'm going to check on them every single day. I'm going to say, hey, how are you doing? You have to get them to invest. I mean, the, the key thing is is God and it's faith. Yep. And then the secondary thing is, is uh, we're actually going to, you know, embed you deeper into yep. the team. Yeah. And the th- one of the things I always tell them, how are you going to use this? Some, this, this? Something bad happens to you. We're all, we're all going to suffer at some point in this life, right? How are you going to use this negative thing that happened in a better way oh i like that so then i'm gonna say yes this bad happened okay that sucks right now we have to move on right let's go ahead what's the next best thing we can do let's go try to make it do the pt like it's the you know because all state game right it's the it's the state champion you're going to treat every day pt like that and some days gonna be hard but that's what your job is right now to get that knee better i like that i really do you know like uh focus 100 percent on your recovery like that and um, one of my heroes is Jocko Willink. You yeah. know, the Navy SEAL, and, uh, you know, he's got the podcast, and he's got, like, the books and all that. He's got a little parable in one of the books called Good because people would come to him, and they would say, Jocko, bad news, the mission's been canceled. And he would respond to all bad news by saying good because he could always see a different alternative. Mission got canceled. Oh, more time to train. You know, there was always yep. something that you could do yep. in those situations. and. It got predictable so that his people would come to him and they would say, I know what you're going to say. Then he would say, what are you going to say? And they would say, you're going to say good. Then you're going to tell us what we could be doing instead. Yeah, I had a freshman this year who came and tore his ACL um, basketball season his eighth grade year. And his mom's like, you know, he loves sports. Got to be around. I was like, oh, we're going to keep him busy. Okay. You know, and he was one of the guys that um, took stats for us all the time, helped out right there. He'd write down the plays for us on the sideline. He'd help the managers load the truck every every game. He was in it right there. He would learn um, from the defensive coordinators in the freshman game, like, why are we calling this? Why are we doing this? Because he was learning okay. right more and more and more. So we're going to keep him involved. But, again, I'm going to check him and say, how's the knee? Yeah. Every day I see him in the way, how's the knee? It's yeah. good. It's sore this day. And I'm like, I've been around. And I was like, hey, how are you mentally? How's school going? You, do you make up all the stuff you missed? And, and so I'm going to check everything. I'm going to check how 
how their knee is doing, but I'm also going to check on how they're doing. That's good. Because the knee is a knee, but I want, you can't get in the depression phase of that. You can't stand, right. you're going to have it, right? No matter what, we've all been there. it's a negative downward it, spiral. It, if, I mean, yeah, you're going to have it, but you know, it could either be, I don't know, a hole in the ground or it could be a crater, yep. you know, so you're just trying to keep it down to like a hole in the ground. Basically. 100%. We're going yep. to crawl out of this hole. Yep. And so, you know, it, but a crater, gosh, if you fall a mile, you're dead. Tough getting out, right? Yep. And so we're, I'm always going to check on them. And, okay. you know, I had a couple of guys this morning that hurt their knees, and luckily none of them are ACLs. Um, so it's out three to four weeks here. So and I check on them. Like, like it, just this morning, how's the knee, guys? Good. How are okay. the grades? They're, they're okay. You know, I'm okay. like, okay, let's get them up. But how are you guys doing? That's okay. exactly what I asked this morning. And we're good. We're good. Like, all right. So stop standing here and go help those guys out. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. That's good. <laughs> so, That's good. Try to get them involved, make them as, as, as make it as normal as possible. Okay. You know, but, okay. Yeah. Well, in the time we've got left, I think we got maybe 15 minutes or so. Walk me through the rest of the season and I'll stop getting us okay. off my hands. Yeah, right. I uh, promise. <laughs> it's, it's kind of my fault. So then we, so we're at this point, we're two and four and we're playing Blue Valley North. And sometimes you find different ways to get the guys motivated, right? Um, and so there's been some, it was interesting things that happened throughout the year for me, each one of the games, like an alumni game, or it was like, I'm going back and see each one of the games there's something motivating me. Um, also in, in particular North game, um, they, the student section from, from, um, Blue Valley North was, they were ye- yelling during our prayer Okay. and we do over every, before each game. Yeah. And they were, they, they, I could specifically hear three loud F-bombs, and they're also coming from their student section while we're playing. Yeah, that's, that's ugly. Yeah, and then they were, and our guys, you could you could tell we're getting restless. Okay. And was it, you kidding me? They're behind me like, you kidding me? I'm like, shh, you know, and the guys were getting ticked. And then during National Anthem, they just started screaming random stuff. I must have been drunk. I don't know what was going on. But they were just really, really inappropriate. Um, and And so... Our, co- our guys were upset, right? So then we came together. Our guys were upset. One of our coaches went off, and it was awesome. And it was very frustrated. It's like no one disrespects us like that and gets away with us, right? That's cool. And so that game, right from the get-go, I haven't seen our guys fly around and hit like that in a long time, and it was on. <laughs> and we slapped them around so bad that first half. Um, and, you know, and they're like, what in the world's going on? And we got after the quarterback who's all state. He's like the passing leader his, in the history of Kansas, the most yards in the history of Kansas. And we got after him. Um, and it was, I was like that. And I said, that's how we play football at St. James. That's how we've always played football. He, and it was like, now it clicked. And I was like, if you play like that, no one can beat us. Mm. Nobody in the state can, if we play like that with the talent we have, no one in the state, any level can beat us. That's awesome. And so then we won that game. And then we played Miege the next week in the okay. regular season. And Miege is a big deal. Miege, it's it's always a big time rival, right? Um, and they've won they won six straight titles until we beat them last year in in the semifinals. And so they got a great program, um, you know. And and we beat them last year in overtime. And all we kept hearing it was the fluke, kept hearing it was a fluke. And again, you got to remember, no one has ranked us in the first or second or third in the state at this point yet, right? Because right. we're three and four, right? Okay. We're not even in a list of rankings anymore. We dropped out. If the rankings meant anything, you would have enjoyed the game from the stands. Correct. But we used it, right? We used the motivation. and everybody, And But Miege is ranked first or second, and they have won one more game than us at that point. So it's like, hmm. I, last time I remember, we were the state champions. Right. Not them. Right. But they're still ranked number one going in the game. It's like, all right. And so, again, trying that motivation. We're there. They're upset that we beat them. They, we kept hearing how big a fluke it was. And so, again, more motivation. 
Then we jump on them early again, mm. um, and we beat them. I think we beat them by twenty that game. Jeez. And we got after it again. This is how we're playing football now, right? Right. We're clicking all cylinders, causing turnovers, doing some great stuff. You know, and and you know some of the people. I'm not going to mention any names in the, on this year, but some of the people after the game will say, we'll see you in a few weeks. Didn't say good game to any of us. Just we'll see you in a few weeks. We'll oh, see you in a few weeks. We'll see you in a few weeks. Line, shake hands, say, right. we'll see you in a few weeks. Yeah, and it was like, okay. But again, we talked. We were kind of upset, and then Coach Walters goes, hey, why do we care about what they think? Right. Let's just focus on us. Let's just focus on what we're doing here at St. James and how right. we're playing football. Don't worry about that. But again, that's in the back of your mind, right? Seems like a dumb thing to taunt when you just lost by three touchdowns. Correct. And so and we're like, okay, we'll remember that. And so then we start the playoffs, right? And we're feeling good. And we beat Lewisburg pretty bad at home our first game. Um, and then they're just outmatched. We're playing on a, on a high. And then we went and played Baser Linwood, number one team in the state, undefeated, go up there. We beat them twice last year. Um, and they were talking a bunch of smack also. Um, no one's given us a chance. And we used all that motivation. We're playing at a good level. Went up there and took care of business again. Played very, very well. Um, holding our tread four interceptions and again physical football and yeah. it was we got after the quarterback and forced some turnovers. We Game did. Game of attrition. Hundred percent. Like I said, no one can play four quarters of football. And then we had EKL meeting and you know Blue Valley Northwest coach uh, Clint Ryder, who's the coach of the year, um, and he had a great season. He goes, man, I'm glad we're not playing you guys right now. <laughs> I'm like, you're right, and I don't think anybody want to play us right now. And um, but it, that's how we we're playing, and people recognize it, right? And like, woo, we got things rolling and. And, and we knew Jackson House was going to be good. And then he got things going. And so great. Things were going well. And then we played Piper. Okay. And we start off really slow. And it was like state championship game. Things just weren't going. It was just like, what are we mm. doing, right? We get inside the red zone four times and scored 10 points. And it's like, come on, right? This is not, this is not what we do. Right. But they came after us, and they played really hard. Um, and that was one of those you play down the level a little bit. Uh, but they had a good team. No disrespect to them. They had a good team. Um, but it's not the level we had been playing at. And I got nervous in that game because I was like, come on. And Josh is like, Coach, we got this. Don't we got we got enough possessions. We got this. Is that his job to calm you down in case you ever it just it's it just interesting. I was freaking out at that one because the ball just wasn't bouncing our way. And he's like, We're good, we're good. And I was like, all right. In the state championship game, he was getting freaked out because we were running out of possessions. I'm like, we got this, you know. So it was just kind of funny that it just, you know, and I the whole state championship game, I was I didn't barely move. Okay. I didn't jump up and down. I didn't I wasn't yelling and screaming and Everybody's going stuff. I'm like, we're down 14 nothing. You have two choices as a head coach. You right. can yell and scream and jump up and down and get everybody freaked out, or right. you can just say, we're good. Just stay calm. And that is like, coach, like, one of the captains at the halftime said, Coach, how'd you stay so calm that first quarter? I'm like, I knew you guys were going to get it done. I had, I had faith in you guys. You had faith in us. I had faith in you guys. You, know, you like, knew your players. Yeah. And I like, remember reading a book by Yogi Berra, you mm-hmm, know, the coach, mm-hmm. and one of his chapters was Know Your Players. Yeah. Hundred you know? percent, yeah. And I just let, like you said, just let them go play. And like, coach, that's that's really cool. And I'm like, let's go win a state title again. I kind of mentioned that right before we went on the halftime. I said, you guys trusted us, and I trust you guys to finish this off. And they did. So then the, the semifinal game was we played at Blue Valley, played Miege again. You know, the big build up was we beat them in overtime last year. They okay. missed the field goal, and so we won it. And so it's like they felt like they lost it. We didn't win it, and I was like, all right. And so we whooped them up pretty good in the, in the regular season. Um, and then so we get into the playoffs. Okay. And it was the same story. We had a, you know, we scored a fumble for a touchdown. We picked up, ran back for a touchdown. And we beat them up uh, pretty good again in that game. Um, you know, and it, it was interesting because that was one of the games that they tried to they tried to double up Neeson. 
yeah. and left Ty one on one. So he went for 263 yards and three touchdowns and Jeez. and had a heck of a game. So uh, and that was just that kind of solidified like where our program is at, right? Mies had an awesome program. We beat him three out of the last four times we played him. You know, and it's like okay, so that gives our guys. Like we can play with oh, anybody. We can beat anybody. If I were these guys, right? Uh, yeah, I guess the trick on your part is to keep people from getting overconfident. Correct. It's going in the state championship right. game now, we're still not ranked number one. Andover Central is, um, but we've beaten some EKL teams. We've beaten some, you know, some really good football teams. Were they favored to win the other team? Uh, the I don't know. They were ranked number one. We were two. Okay. So I, I assume so. Okay. okay. So, um, I, yeah. You know, if I were you, I probably wouldn't read the papers or the articles, <laughs> but I imagine people still come to you and they talk to you. Oh, they yeah. They tell you you don't have to read it. They come and read it to you. Well, yeah. Well, somebody was saying, like, well, th- before that game, they were like, how does it feel, you know, um, they have a target on your back now. You won a state title and last year and now you're here again. I was like, we don't feel like we haven't been ranked number one. Uh-huh. Other people have. We don't have a target on our back. Right. So they got a target they're like, on their back. You, you really feel that way after the, the, the interviews? That you really feel that way? I'm like a thousand percent. I would. Yeah. I don't. I don't blow smoke. I, if you ask me a question, I'm going to answer it. You're straight up. Yeah. And so it's, it's like yes, we felt like that that we were 0 4 and we deserve it. We're 0 4. So we fought our way back and then so to win this title was so much more satisfying last year because, oh, you only got Jimmy White. He came in. That's the only reason you won it. Blah, blah, mm. blah. He dropped on the 4A. Blah, blah. Okay. This was way more satisfying that, uh, again, we beat Miege twice, you know, who's been the standard of excellence you right. know, in 4A football. Um, and we didn't have any transfers come in um, that helped us. And so it was just way more – last year was so exhilarating. Um, this year was just way more satisfying. And the guys kind of talked about too. I, I told them – and I said that was for last year was for alumni, it's for the school. That was all that. You guys went 0 4. This one's for you. Just soak this up and win it for you know. Just win it for this group in here. Um, and they did that, you know. And it's just like became. It's only eight seniors, the elite eight, right, to finish the season. So it's like go win it and just because you guys earned this. So that was that was fun. That's awesome, and I just want to you know say congratulations. I know that you guys just put in an endless number of hours, and you, you work very hard and. You know, you build all those relationships, and you know you've got the brotherhood, and you got the toughness, and and um, what you said about helping people with their injuries just really spoke to me. That you know you figure out a way to include those people and check on their math grade if you have to, etc. Yep. And you know God is at the center of everything, and I think I mentioned two twelve in there too. So yeah, right. And so it's, to, it, we built the, the last thing we built the ring this year, and. And, and, and this year's rain, you could put some stuff around the outside of it. And one of the one of the seniors goes, Chad, I watch, goes, hey, coach, can we put our pillars on there? Okay. And so the new oh, ring this good. year is going to have Faith Toughness Brother and 212 around the top of the ring. That's and it, awesome. It's really cool. That's that they awesome. wanted it. They knew it. And that's the standard that they want to live by, too. It's like, all right, we're doing something right here. Okay. Well, Tom, I think that's a perfect note to end on. And uh, I'd actually like to interview you again sometime about football because I've got a million other questions. But, <laughs> but, uh, Just for today, I think we should call it a day. I appreciate it, Tim. Thank you. You bet.